welcome to the Future Positive Podcast, part of the Future Positive community. I'm your podcast host, Phil Hobden, Head of Customer Education at Capitalize. And as always, I'm joined by Kirsty McGregor from the Corporate Finance Network. Good afternoon, Kirsty. Hello, Phil. How are you? Very excited. The first <laughs> one. It's our first one. It's our first ever podcast. Now let us loose again, Phil. I know they've 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 allowed us back on airtime and uh, with a bit of free reign to to, to run. Um, obviously, myself and Kirsty did some work with Leave No Business Behind, and even back before that, we were working together on the updates around sea bills um, and whatever the government were announcing each week. So it's great to be back working with you on the future positive podcast um so but it's not just us this week no it's absolutely not we have a uh, a guest as we will every week on this podcast and this week we've got uh, a cracking first guest for our podcast our guest is chris downing who is the director of product marketing for accountants and bookkeepers at sage chris is also a former accountant in practice having worked for over 19 years at milstead langdon and is also the judge for the Accounting Excellence Awards and has advised the Institute on making tax digital. Chris, how do you fit all that on a business card? You just don't. Oh, sorry, what are business cards? Uh, <laughs> on those things you need to use when you meet someone? <laughs> you know what, Chris, that's a very fair point. Um, not only are we uh, we tech savvy people, so business cards are a bit well, a bit old, old school for tech savvy, but also, yeah, meeting people. That was, uh, that was uh, the day, wasn't it? Yeah, getting up for close to 12 months now, isn't it? I'm counting the days. Yeah, it is. It's like I, I'm remembering back because it was this time last year, not like humble boast, because it definitely doesn't feel like that now. But it's this time last year that we went to New York for like a long, like four or five day holiday. And I was like, oh, yeah, we had so much planned last year, all these grand plans and, and, and literally haven't done anything since February mm. now. So how are you anyway, Chris? You how, how's things um, over in Sage? Uh, very well, thank you. Yeah, I think like everyone, it's been a a year that we want, it's the year that never happened, isn't it? It's like nothing happened, something did happen. We're sort of reminiscing on what life was like. We're in this like new norm of working from home. We're craving, let's say, personal contact. We're completely fatigued and knackered because the trouble with these video calls, even though um, people think that it saves time, you have to be a little bit more engaged. So I think it does sort of tire people out a bit more. Um, so um, everything's good. Uh, we're working well with customers, accountants and business owners alike. Uh, we've built some great stuff, supporting an awful lot of businesses as well over the last 12 months or so. Uh, and really looking forward to what 2021 really brings. And hopefully, let's say we're not too shattered, not too broken. And hopefully, let's see what the spring brings. I like that. I like that nice positive, look, a positive outlook for the future positive community. I like that. And the subject of that. So Kirsty, what are we going to be talking to Chris about this episode? Well, early in the year, Sage wrote and published the latest report in their Practice of Now series. So this was the 2020 version. And uh, we quoted it actually, and we used it in some of our learn materials at Capitalize. So I just want to drill down a bit more with Chris and uh, let's have a bit of a chat with him if that's all right. That sounds good. One thing I will say, sorry, Kirsty, before you said yeah. that, you know how I know about the report? And you know how, how Chris is on here? Because I shared a different report by someone else and Chris messaged me and said, um, try, you might want to share this one, it's a bit more up to date. So that, that's how I got to see the report and that's how I ended up talking to Chris. And that's why I thought it'd be a great 
first guest I have on here. Sorry, I just thought I'd interject with that one. Kirsty. Yeah, but what, but what you did forget, Phil, is that you'd already knew about the report because we'd had it in the Learn document, <laughs> albeit several months ago. And, you know, everything just seems to just pass by at the moment, doesn't it? Um, so what I wanted to start with, uh, with Chris, if this is all right, Chris, is the report's obviously entitled 2020, but it was it was surveyed December 2019 and came out um, last year, as we sit here now in February 21. And really, you know, you couldn't have foreseen, I suppose, when you were doing that survey, what was about to happen to the world. And quite interestingly, the profession last year, or last year, say 2019, had already jumped up quite a lot in terms of change and embracing change and innovation. And when you look at the statistics in that survey, comparing it to the 2019 report, they'd already you know quite a few of them had already jumped up quite a lot which was really encouraging and you make the point in the report that disruption is just another word for change and as a profession we have been through change many times and adapted many times over the years so i'm going to ask to put you thinking your, your uh, global uh, view of the world and and nothing too strenuous you know i want you to get your crystal ball out and i want you to be able to tell me what do you think will be in the 2021 guide as a result of this pandemic and do you think change has been even more accelerated in our profession as a result of it yes yeah, certainly and as you say we we surveyed over 3,000 accountants back in 2019 so it was qualitative as well as quantitative as well as um, interviewed the clients of those accounting firms to just get the two-way mirror in terms of how they're feeling, how they're engaged in accountants. And this goes to the whole point is that accountants are more than change makers, they're synergists. They've always adapted, always seen change, always seen change as a, as a positive thing as well, and really grasp it, because at the end of the day, uh, accountants have always will be, and has always have been the trusted advisor, the first point call contact for a small business owner. And when we consider, well, what's happened over the last 12 months is the fact that they were the first port of call. They were um, taking on board the new legislation dropped in by Rishi on a Friday at five o'clock, turning it around into something sensible and answering the, the phone calls, the WhatsApps, the emails straight away in terms of how small businesses are going to sort of cope with, let's say, the, uh, the support measures in place. And it hasn't really stopped. And so therefore, what can we see that where accountants sit over the next 12 months or this year now? Um, it's going to be tough. A lot of small businesses, large businesses have been heavily affected. We cannot miss that in the press. And therefore, it's all about how accountants can help businesses recover, because we are still trying to survive and then recover, manage cash, manage let's say the changes in legislation because there were legislation temporary legislations over last year and there are some big legislation changes this year and there was that b thing that brexit thing which happened uh, and then we've got to be thinking about how this is going to be affecting how businesses are going to be growing and recovering over the next 12 months so accountants have adapted very quickly accountants had to work from home where we had office bound working with teams how they can collaborate deliver on the compliance and even with the 31st January coming gone by, um, yes, there was still like, what, 1.8 million tax returns still late. But the question is, how many of those were actually by people who usually file their own tax returns? All the stories I hear from accountants, they saw 31st of January is still the deadline and basically work towards it. So accountants have always delivered. And it's a case of they've done a sterling effort in terms of working from home, supporting their clients in terms of change, dealing with the furlough claims and dealing with the daily compliance. So the next 12 months is actually 
bit of the same, but with, let's say, a bit of a buoyant attitude in terms of how they can help businesses think about the positiveness of what they can take from the last 12 months, because business owners, they are maybe a little bit more apprehensive to change, but actually they've seen that actually change uh, in some aspects isn't that painful. They can adapt, they can take on new technology, they see the benefits. Uh, so therefore, accountants will be working with them going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I completely, completely agree with all of that. Um, and that leads me on to one of the statements in your report that says that 87% of your accountant respondents said that they strongly agree or somewhat agree that clients expect greater flexibility and better service levels for the same fee. But client demands are forcing firms to become more, more efficient with all of their services, whether traditional or value service, value added services too. So clients seem to be more of a push factor for change than maybe any regulatory or government body uh, in the past. However, we've got a budget coming up in a few weeks. So do you think that's going to be the case continuing forward? Or do you think government now are going to make some real changes? Well, we all know that we all want more and want to pay less for it. And therefore, the uh, the relationship with the business owner and the accountant has not really changed. We've been seeing this change over the last couple of years in terms of pressures, in terms of perception, in terms of the value of compliance. But what actually happened last year was that demand model completely flipped on its head. Accountants have been creating and trying to create conversations with their clients to provide more valuable conversations, advisory services. And then suddenly overnight, every business wanted advice from their accountant. Accountants were completely overwhelmed with this, this change in terms of demand, uh, which is a good and a bad thing. It basically showcased accountants at their best. They can they basically demonstrate and illustrate the value they bring to commercial savviness. But also the challenge was that how can they deliver advice in a more constructive and value added format if everything is time pressured? So quite often guidance and support is measured in terms of, let's say, the depth, the breadth, the value it brings to that business and usually that's curated over time but accountants were servicing tens dozens hundreds of clients in a short period of time with a lot of guidance and in a lot different a lot of values to so try and monetize that has been a challenge so going forward it's all a case of that demand model isn't going to change but hopefully accountants can be a little bit more measured in terms of how they actually provide that advice and actually start thinking about how they can actually measure it and deliver it in a way which the client can consume it, see the value over time, and at the end of the day, actually pay the remuneration which is actually commanded by that advice. So in terms of what the government will be announcing or not announcing uh, in the beginning of March, I suspect they'll probably be dropping some little Easter eggs beforehand in terms of some changes in terms of how they're going to be supporting businesses. But I, hopefully they're going to have a buoyant budget in terms of what the long-term measures they're going to be putting in place. But clearly that's going to be a, a win-win for accountants because businesses will be basically biting the government's hands off in terms of whatever support they can bring. And it's really up to the accountant to actually deliver that guidance and support businesses in terms of how they can use that support in whatever measure, in whatever guise it comes. I know, and you talk in your report about the trust between clients and accountants, and you say how 
um, how it's earned now depends upon how adaptive the, pair, the, the accountant is prepared to be with their client. But actually, I've heard from accountants now, as you've said, over the last 12 months, the amount of effort that they've put in for their accountants, they've really stepped up with all forms of business advice at, at scale to all of their client base at speed has has just meant that their bond with their client and their relationship with their client has become ever stronger and clients have been really appreciative of that and i really hope that that gives accountants the confidence to do what you say which is to monetize the value that they're giving to clients so to continue then through the recovery what do you think accountants can do to really give their clients confidence to drive change and and you talk about this in the report which is absolutely spot on that accountants give business owners the confidence and the skills to really grow their business so how, how are accountants going to be able to do that once this immediate crisis is over and we're back hopefully through to a recovery um i've always been a big relationships person so the whole point is between the accountant and the client is building a rapport trust relationship talking about the business getting underneath the skin of it and Possibly one of the challenges in the past is the fact that as a firm, you're always trying to meet deadlines and milestone events, year in accounts, tax returns, personal tax, PLMD, VAT returns. The, the, the day life of compliance is always there, which means that how often do you actually make time to have a sit down conversation with your client, uh, break bread, have a cup of coffee, thinking about the wider things of business. And one of the challenges was the fact that that conversation is always thought it has to be face to face. I'm going to come and see you, you're going to come and see me. But what we've seen is that uh, platforms like Zoom and Teams and Google basically enables uh, accountants and business owners to have a conversation whenever they can and whenever it's convenient and have deep, meaningful conversations. So I, all I can see is that, that that trust, that rapport, that sense of uh, commercial ability of the accountant to really add value has been, been delivered in buckets over the last 12 months. And really, it's a case of actually what the accountant can do going forward is basically they've experimented in the value of the confidence around, let's say, new communication tools, which means they can scale up. They can actually engage with a larger majority of their client base um, without wasting too much time in the car, going to see the client and still having add value. And so therefore, it's a case of actually accountants being a little bit more mindful of their own time, because I think one of the things is, as I said at the top of this podcast, is we're all a little bit tired, a little bit fatigued, and we need a bit of downtime. And February and March has been that traditional period for an accountant to actually, let's say, look back on the last nine months, how well did they deliver tax return, let's plan ahead, have a bit of downtime, half-term, go skiing, but that's not happening, is it? So the key thing is for accountants to take a step back, think about themselves, get some rest, uh, because clearly March, April, May, June are going to be really busy months because business owners will be really seeking about advice guidance and getting on top of things as quickly as possible it's interesting chris how do you i guess i i love that idea and i think it, i think you're completely right i think you know traditionally that was a quiet time and with the 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 world as it is now that's going to be a lot harder to to carve out how do accountants carve that out because the clients needs and and the ever-changing government regulations and rules and furlough and everything else that changes on a daily basis still how do they turn around to their client to say, actually, you know, this is now the time to, to kind of give me some space? Well, I think it's been ruthless with your entire management, isn't it? Because it's like uh, whether you're a sole practitioner or an accountant working in a larger practice, 
is all about managing your time and you can take hints and tips are you just sort of shut Monday and Fridays off to do admin and office work and you use Tuesday to Thursday to be more client centric or you deal with your emails first of all and you have basically set aside a couple of hours a day to do that sort of really sort of client facing element but with with technology using Calendly, managing invites, et cetera, you can basically manage that, say, the, the client's engagement. But also it's a case of sharing information on mass in a more, let's say, curated and informative way. And it's like we've seen how Facebook has been a great forum for some accountants in terms of how they can turn around uh, interpretation and legislation quickly, do loom videos, get information wet in a way which can be consumed. So suddenly, the, the little five-minute conversations, which the client thinks five minutes, actually turns out to be 45 minutes or an hour, let's say, conversation, can actually be passed en masse with, let's say, supportive guidance, which means that when it comes to the interpretation of what next in terms of what the business owners are seeking, the accountant can be a bit more structured in that conversation. Yeah, leveraging the whole firm as well, isn't it? And not relying on, on the principles of the firm. And, and you talk um, in the report uh, about how really they the investment and the and the things that were were going to be anyway of um something that the, the businesses wanted to commit to the council firms wanted to commit to this year included t training and, and technical upskilling of their team and the report mentions a few things i like the way you describe it that gen z and millennial staff members have a digitally focused skill set and they're digital natives and you say their talents need to be nurtured um, and a, a technologically literate team is a necessity not a, not a nice to have it's it's a must-have and especially now with all of this technology that's available to us you mentioned some there loom calendly facebook we need to be much more comfortable using them across the whole firm and if we can bring in members of the team that that are maybe more comfortable with this to train or to to be responsible then that's going to be far more efficient but i've always found and, and i hope this changes um over the over the next year or so that you know going back over the last 10 years whenever a younger person came into the firm um accountancy senior leaders always wanted to train them in the way that they've been trained and so we we kind of tried we went through a phase where we were knocking out the natural instincts of our 20 something year olds and trying to turn them into 40 and 50 year olds and really the report focuses on on these skills being really important now and i completely agree do you think that we've got to be really careful that we don't try and fashion them into people like us but actually we make the most of their skills well, us. What are you trying to say? I am. Oh yeah. So this is the whole point: is uh, with any business, you should always surround yourself with talent, isn't it? You should never be the smartest person in the room. And when it comes to so technology or new ways or working or engagement, uh, the younger generation have that sort of appetite, that entrepreneurial spirit, that open mindedness to do something different. And even with things like in the last 12 months, it's like takeoff of TikTok or Clubhouse more recently. It's a case of, I could probably imagine a lot of people are saying, what the hell is that? Let alone, how do I get on and where's my personal invite? But we, we need to be thinking about always in terms of what are the new themes, what are the new ways to interact? And, and therefore nurturing talent, whether that's talent from the traditional accounting set or talent in terms of, let's say, other industries. This is where accountancy has continues to evolve in terms of the services they offer. It's not just compliance, it's commercial business advice, uh, technology guidance, best practice, 
uh, marketing. These are all skills which the business owner is basically grasping for, but where do they go for? Do they go to a dedicated agency or do they go to their accountant who can actually converse in some of these ways and bring some of those skills? And especially this whole point is the fact that the YouTube, um, let's say, generation, the ability to learn most things yourself online. Uh, business owners really need to think about how, where should they be signposted for this knowledge? So, yeah, I'm a big fan of, let's say, listening to a few people coming to the firm, listening to their ideas, uh, where have they worked beforehand as well? Because, again, it's a case of whether you've been from college to university straight to practice or missed or did some work experience, that work experience is so important. How did they do work in an unrelated job to accountancy? What did they learn? The type of, let's say, social engagement. Um, so these are all talents and skills which we really need to embrace. Well, as much as I really enjoyed reading your 2020 report, I can't wait for the 21 report. So um, hopefully that is going to be with us quite soon and uh, we can digest more of your great experience there. Um, so what, what I'm going to give you a chance now to talk about what you're most proud about uh, how Sage have performed over the last 12 months and the innovation that's coming and, and maybe any anything that you can tell us? You're just wanting gossip, aren't you, Kirsten? Yeah, certainly. Just wanting headline <laughs> announcements that nobody else knows. Well, like everything, I'll, I'll share with some structure and I'll share with some of the innovation things you need to be mindful about. So if you think about what am I proud about? So if you imagine as soon as, let's say, lockdown was sort of announced or thought that happened, um, Stage moved 3,000 UK colleagues to remote working within five days. So that's quite an impressive feat. And, with, and once we we're remote working, it's like we didn't stop in terms of supporting accountants and business owners. And then when things like furlough came along, that really complicated calculation, one of my colleagues keep telling me, you do realise there are over 5,500 permutations in terms of furlough. Yeah, thank you. But that's where we built tools, built into payroll, to enable the business owner to actually have confidence that they can calculate furlough quickly, get generate reports and then claim, whether you're an accountant's bureau or a business owner. And therefore, in terms of let's say being proud, it's the continuous support. So whether it's the COVID hub, in terms of actually having supporting businesses, the continuous webinars, and those sorts of things are basically where let's say a business like Sage can basically use its depth and its breadth and experience and its interaction with various other bodies to try and do the right thing for businesses and accountants to support people. So that was what was happening over last year throughout the summer. But even under lockdown, there's things about what is innovation and what should we be building, plus also that Brexit. So uh, I'm really proud of the fact that when you think about what happened on the 1st of January in terms of how businesses need to operate, how they're going to be trading overseas, what we've built in terms of Sage accounting is the fact that I, when I'm looking at the broader market, I'm pretty confident that we're the only cloud provider who has built Brexit properly in the product. So all the tools that you need to do in terms of invoicing, in terms of the reporting, and you probably imagine that a lot of accountants right now have completed the personal tax returns, looking at the VAT returns for January, looking at the first filing in March, and just realizing, oh, is my client actually dealing with Brexit properly? How do the tools operate? So that's something which I think people should be looking at in terms of the tools they've got today, is their bookkeeping solution actually dealing with Brexit. Then we've got CIS reverse tax. And I said legislation, it's all legislation 2021. So 1st of March, delayed from 31st of October 2019. So again, we've built CIS reverse tax into the product and that's free of charge offering. 
deals with the complexity of let's say those contractors who shouldn't be charging VAT up the chain, be able to report upon it. And this is the whole point is when there's legislation, you've got the fear of tax. And this is where accountants need to be confident that the tools are trying to do much of the heavy lift for them, making it really easy for the business owner to actually operate and be compliant, but also enabling the accountant to work with the client in a nice, easy to understand fashion. But then it's the long game. People have been talking about long COVID in terms of the illness. Let's think about the long COVID support. So with the deferred VAT uh, payments from last March, so businesses had 12 months to sort of hold on to that cash they were supposed to pay 12 months ago. They may have had time to pay. So a lot of businesses today have quite significant VAT liabilities. So this is where VAT Center, it's the free tool which enables the accountant to see all their clients in one place see exactly all the liabilities, no matter what bookkeeping solution the client is using, whether it's Zero, QBO, Free Agent, Sage, Sage 50, whatever package, they actually know what their VAT liability is with HMRC, what they have not paid. Because when it comes to those conversations in terms of cash management, the accountant needs to be confident. What does my client actually own to the crown? How much VAT is there? Then it's understanding the personal tax liabilities. So with, let's say, the other sort of CJRS uh, um, claims available and CISS as well, those APIs will be made available. So it's understanding in terms of how we can surface that information to the accountant so they have confidence in terms of what their clients are claimed for. Because I can pretty much guarantee that a lot of businesses will be telling to their accountant, could you please complete my March and April book as soon as possible? Because my March 20 accounts, they were quite busy period, I probably pay tax on that. So if I've got losses this year or a downturn in terms of business activity, which you all know has happened, I really want to understand what my tax liabilities are or not liabilities, what losses I can add back. So therefore, being able to produce those accounts really quickly is actually the key. So when people talk about compliance online, we've got final accounts online, personal tax online, corporation tax online. So it enables the accountant with a single click to bring trial balances in and produce the, the compliance effectively with the insight in terms of what HMRC are telling them. So when it comes to, let's say, digital tools, we've got all the digital tools available. Some of them will be launched in the next couple of months, but also it's the confidence that we're really thinking about the business owner as well as the accountant in terms of meeting those legislation requirements, as well as thinking about that next little word called making tax digital, three words or three letters, um, hitting in April 23, and it's all about getting ready for April 21, because that is going to be the biggest earthquake change in terms of legislation for an awful lot of accountants and business owners. Hey, and we've not even had the budget this year yet. So yeah, I know. <laughs> are you going to have a late night? I know I'll be having a late night <laughs> watching that and trying to work it all out. Well, look, thank you very much, Chris. That was really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, look, thank you so much for joining us. It's so great to get your uh, insights into um, the industry and kind of talk about that report because, you know, I know I joke that you, you flagged it to me and, 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 you know, told me off for not sharing that one. Uh, but actually, do you know what? It was a, it's a genuinely interesting report. And like I said, at the, the top of the show, we will put the notes, um, we'll put the link to that in the show notes. So I think it's really important that everyone takes a look at that. So Chris, thanks very much for joining us. It's It's been great. Uh, and obviously you can find out more about Sage at sage.com. Um, and like I said, we'll we'll put that link and uh, put a link to Chris's uh, LinkedIn page, uh, Clubhouse invites, and all the other social media. Oh, come on, free. 
How popular am I? And then, like literally, like like no one could get a clubhouse invite <laughs> at the beginning, and now everyone just wants to give away. It's like I've got hundreds. Um, but uh, you can you you're, you're no doubt Chris. People will stumble across you across all the social medias. Um, so look, that's the end of our first episode here at the Future Positive Podcast. Thank you, Kirsty, uh, for some insightful questions. Thank you, Chris, for some very insightful answers. Thank you. Next episode, we will be joined by Will Farnell from pioneering digital accountancy firm Farnell Clark and, of course, App Advisory Plus to talk about the digital firm and a lot more. So thanks for listening and we look forward to uh, catching up with you on the next episode. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.